Welcome to Resilient Love Podcast. Join hosts Quentin and Brianna as they discuss tips on love, life, and business. Let's get into this next episode. Everybody. Hey, everybody. We're back with another episode of Resilient, Resilient Love. Love. So, on this episode, we're going to be talking with a special guest, Miss Ashley, and she's going to be sharing with us about timeless dream events. But guess what? It's much more than just the timeless aspect of the events, it's the mission behind what she's doing. So, without further ado, we're going to pass it to Miss Ashley. Hi. Hi, everybody. <laughs> How are you doing? Good, good. Thanks for letting me come on here and talk with y'all. I just love y'all's energy. Thank you. <laughs> and look, we love yours too. So um, go ahead, share with our audience who you are and just everything, how you got started. Sure, sure. Yeah. So uh, my name is Ashley Jackson Thompson, and I just am a lover of life. I don't know how else to say it. I just love life. You only have one to live, so you might as well have fun with it, right? So, <laughs> um, yeah, I, you know, just I've been married for about two, uh, two and a half years now. Um, so I still consider um, us newlyweds. And I we, mean, are you guys, are, yeah, yes. I was gonna say I, I thought you guys were newlyweds too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, uh, my husband and I, um, you know, our our marriage hasn't really been the typical newlywed story, um, which has brought me to my purpose in life. And um, I'll tell you a little bit more about that um, here in a minute. But uh, I just everything I do in life, um, the places I've been, the people I've met, experiences and heartbreaks that I've had all have like culminated into this, uh, you know, purpose that I have found. And I'm so excited about life and what I do with my life. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. How good. <laughs> I, um, we were just so intrigued by your story of just how you take your gift of event planning and you bring together, you bring people's dreams to life. And we're going to get into that a little bit more because we want you to just tell us the background. How did sure. it get started? Sure. So, you know, like I said, you know, some of the heartbreak that I've been through um, back in 2011, my dad uh, suddenly passed away. And he was by all means healthy and health, uh, a healthy individual. And he just passed out and died um, one day, you know, so um, that grief and that loss I carried uh, with me for a long time. 
um, a lot longer than I want to <laughs> admit, but yeah. you know, that's what happens with grief. And, um, you know, there's, I was dating my, my boyfriend, he's now my husband, um, Troy, <laughs> and um, he actually never got to meet my dad. Um, but the stories I would tell him and just me being such a daddy's girl, he, he knew that that man had a strong impact on my life and how I live my life. So mm -hmm. because of my dad's early passing, he was in his early fifties. Um, you know, I, I started living my life like when it, you never know when your last day is going to be. So you might as well go out and enjoy yeah. your life. Yeah. Yeah. So, and in the position I was in, it, I wasn't living my life like that. I, I really didn't like what I was doing, um, where I was working. Um, so I told my mom and Troy one day, you know, I want to go live for Ashley. Mm -hmm. So I quit that position and I went and traveled the world for about nine months. Okay. And yeah. <laughs> nice. And God love Troy. That man waited on me. And he, <laughs> <laughs> um, it, that was hard being separated from, from him, but he allowed me the space to be me and figure out me, you know, and grieve mm -hmm. because I hadn't grieved for so long. I put it off for so many years. Um, when I finally got to go do something for me, it was wonderful. And so when I, when I came back home, you know, I, I came back home, I'm like, oh, it's the new improved Ashley. I'm strong. You know, I went solo traveled, you know, and, um, I, I tell people now the Lord was preparing me and building my strength up for what I didn't know I was going to come home to. Mm. Um, but, you know, so I got home and about four months after I got home, uh, Troy and I went to Disney World, which is I'm obsessed. I'm a Disney freak. Uh, <laughs> he took me to Disney World. And on January 1st of 2017, he proposed to me by Cinderella's Castle. And, oh, my goodness. That he likes to tell people that he hired the fireworks to go off at a certain time. I'm like, boy, they do that every night. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, we, we got engaged. We're at, you know, you remember when you got engaged, you're like right. at the top of the high. Right. Um, and then March 28th of 2017. So we had only been engaged for about two and a half months. Mm -hmm. um, he was actually diagnosed with a rare cancer in stage four. Mm. And I always tell people this, I highly advise against going to WebMD, researching percentage, don't do it. Cause you'll just, it's horrible, but I did. <laughs> um, and he had a 35% survival rate with the type of cancer and the, the stage it was diagnosed in. So, you know, that's why I said, I think God was preparing me right. <laughs> on, my, on my travels to gain this new sense of self um, and and strength because I didn't know I was going to have to use it when I got home. Yes. And, 
you know, Troy, you know, I was 30 and Troy was uh, 36, 37 when he got diagnosed. So he was young, you know, we mm -hmm. were young and, you know, I'm just like, really God, like we, <laughs> we just got engaged. My father, you know, suddenly passed away, you know, six, seven years ago. Why do I have, why? I kept asking why, right. why, why me? And it's, it's not necessarily me. I, Troy was the one that was diagnosed, but um, if you've ever dealt with anybody that's been diagnosed with cancer or any other kind of illness, it's a family affair. It, it's, I'm telling you, yeah. right. <laughs> It, it really, it really truly is. Um, and, you know, Troy was like, well, whatever we have to do to fight it. Mm -hmm. Because we, we had already started like picking out colors and what our date was going to be. And he's like, whatever, because I, I'm getting married. So doctor, right. you got <laughs> to figure something out because I finally got her to say yes. Like, <laughs> you're gonna have to think you're so I had the fireworks set up, like, this gotta happen, right? It's <laughs> a lot of work, yeah. See, he, he acts up too much. Oh, yeah, I paid them to do the fireworks, yeah, sure, you did. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but so you know, I'm I'm sitting there trying to digest the, the news mm -hmm. of his diagnosis, and you know, he he's already like what are we doing? You know, while I'm sitting over to the side of him moping, he's like, let's go. Like, can you cut me open now and take it out? Like he's asking all kinds of questions and, you know, he jumps into fairly quickly. They get him on chemo mm -hmm. and radiation and it seems to work for the most part. Um, it, it didn't, it came back. Um, the the tumor is pretty aggressive and when it came back they they told us that you know he would have to do some more chemo and radiation um but it still didn't you know shrink how they wanted it yeah so at that point they said we're going to have to do surgery and mm -hmm. they you know, this whole time, his hospital is an hour and a half one way from us. So mm -hmm. we're having to drive back and forth. Um, there was kind of like a Ronald McDonald house set up okay. um, that we could stay at. And we did often. But there was just some days where he would look at me and just say, I want to go in my bed. I want to go in my bed. Um, and I just couldn't deny him that. So even though I'm tired, I'm I'm driving us back home yeah you know his his treatment days could last you know 12 hours with driving oh sitting right. in his chair day. and um getting the chemo and then radiation and then driving home it was a it was a long day and um you know i'm also working full time because mm -hmm. you know we got to eat so you know, I'm the sole provider. I'm like his chauffeur, the care, the caregiver. The caregiver, you know, right? Umbrella is, is so much than just oh, you're taking care of him. No, it's so much involved that people don't realize. And you know, even some family members and friends didn't 
understand or, or even know. Um, a lot of caregivers keep those things inside. And, and I will admit that a lot of things I never told people what I was going through um, out of shame, guilt, um, the fear of the unknown. Yeah. Um, so we get to December of 2017 and uh, they want him to go through the surgery. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm just like, oh, my goodness, what's going to happen? You know, um, they warned us of all the the side effects and what could happen. And you're like, OK, OK, sure, sure, whatever. You know, it goes over your head because you just want him to be OK. Um, well, the doctor came out. It was about an eight or nine hour surgery. Mm-hmm. And when they came out to tell me um when they finally got him open and they saw the tumor and how bad it had gotten, um, he went on to tell me the things that they had to remove. So just imagine, you know, you, you're kissing and saying goodbye to, to your, you know, fiance. He was just still my fiance at that time. And I'm like, all right, God's got you. I love you, you know, kiss him. And he's gone off to surgery. When I come back, you know, to go into the uh, room to see him, you know, the doctor warned me that they had to take his eye, a part of his nose and a part of his skull because Mm -hmm. the tumor had um, the tumor uh, was right here to begin with. um, It was in his nasal cavity. So it ate through nasal bone, skull bone, and cracked a part of his, the eye bone. I don't know what it's called. Okay. <laughs> but, we're with you. We're with you. Yeah. <laughs> um, so they had to remove those things and then kind of like reconstruct it. Um, I was just so scared when I walked into the room to see him and I'm seeing all these tubes and, um, you know, he still has like blood and um, right. Thankfully, my mom was there with me because she caught me because I, I I almost fainted. Mm. Um, so, you know, and then when he's in recovery, you know, he just keeps saying, "I I want to get married. I still want to get married." And we had planned our our date for August of 2018, and I'm like, "Troy, you just went through major surgery. That's the least." Like let's let's get through the recovery, <laughs> and we can, like let's one step at a time. He was determined. You know, I asked him several times, "Do you mind if we postpone?" I didn't say cancel. I didn't say not get married, but I just said let's postpone the 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 wedding. Mm-hmm. And so you're you know you're stronger. You're out of the hospital. You know you're not doing cancer treatments. All of that. Oh no no no. Nope, I'm not sitting, I'm not coming down here and sitting in this chair and not getting married to you. This is the only reason why I'm doing this is so that I can finally get married to you. So how can I deny him that, you know? Um, <laughs> so, you know, we I, I keep planning our wedding because that was his wish. And, you know, the the doctors were you know amazed at his determination too. Me too. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, they knew all you know about our wedding, and 
that we were still moving forward with it. And, uh, you know, so they stopped his uh, chemo and radiation treatment because he had to go through it again after the surgery. Okay. Uh, just to make sure that there was no like remnants of tumor left. Mm-hmm. And, <clears throat> excuse me, so he had a MRI scan after um, the, the third round of radiation and, and chemo. And they asked us if we wanted to know the results before the wedding or after we came back from our honeymoon. And Troy opted for after, right. just in case. And so we, you know, we got married on August 11th of 2018. So we did get married. That's Yay. what happened. <laughs> and it was the most fun. Like I, I, I tell them all the time, I'm like, let's do it again. Not because it was bad, a bad experience. <laughs> that much fun. Like, oh my gosh, I'm going to do it again. Um, you know, all of our friends and family around us, encouraging us, loving yeah. us, it, just for the battle that we went yeah. through get to that day it was it was so much more than a wedding it was i feel that i feel that (laughs) what colors did y'all have colors um so they were mint and coral and rose gold Ooh, Ooh. i love rose gold we did rose gold black and white Ooh, that's oh black tie was it black yeah. tie? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I knew it because y'all, y'all look like black tie affair. <laughs> yes. I knew yes. it. As soon as you said your colors, I said, that's black tie affair. Okay. Yeah, you already knew it. Troy um, sounds like when a, he's a good example of when a man's mind is made up, is, is made up. That's it. Ooh. That that's true. You know, we 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 often talk a lot now. Just you know, like man, what what did we get through? Look at what we went through. And you know, he he was. He'll tell you that he chased me for a very long time, and he did. Um, it was one of those situations where he he made it known that he liked me, wanted to date me, and I'm just like, dude, I want to be your friend. Like you're gonna have to chill out. Like you're just my friend. Maybe you didn't keep him in the friend zone for like years. Years. Okay. I think and the way he tells it, it was like he about five, six years. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, just one day I looked at him and I was like, what he knows so much about me. It's odd how we finish like we were truly best friends through and through and i'm like well why not try and he he must have felt the vibe or something because he asked me on a date like within an hour after that and you know like i said the rest is history but mm-hmm. yeah he troy is one of those like he was determined like <laughs> he he always kids he said i wore you down <laughs> i wore you down <laughs> That's but, what's up. Yeah, he, he he's a good man. Um, and even more so for what he's been through and can still keep a smile on his face um is amazing to me. Um so um back to my my story. Um after we returned from our honeymoon, we went to 
Hawaii. So we were in paradise enjoying ourselves in the past okay. in the last couple days, he was getting kind of antsy because he knew upon our return, he was going to hear results. And um, literally about two to three days after we returned from Hawaii, um, we were sitting there in the doctor's office waiting for her to enter. And when she came in, I felt her energy and I was like, this is not good because she she had a way of entering the room when we had good news to hear. And then when things weren't so good, she would enter a different way. You know, you know. Yeah. Um, so, she, you know, she she told Troy, um, she said, look, Troy, I'm so sorry. The test results show that the tumor is coming back again. The thing is, this time is we've exhausted all chemo, all like they they did experimental drugs on him too because that's just that they had to um and um all he's he's never allowed to have radiation in this area ever again he's had a lifetime supply of radiation in that area and um then she turned to me and said ashley I'm going to give you some information for hospice because you are going to need to call them. And the only thing I knew about hospice is that's where you send your loved ones to die. Right. So I immediately start crying because I'm like, we just got back from our honeymoon and you're telling me that he's going to pass away. What? (laughs) Um, So, you know, and Troy's like, no, he just shouts. No. Mm hmm. No, you you got to find something else. There's something else you can do for me. He just starts yelling at her. You know, he wasn't like mad at her. He he was just mad at the news. You know what I mean? Right. Um. She she said, "Well, we'll we'll see if there's anything." You know, I'm not making any promises. I I can't. Um. So we kind of left it at that. Um. About a week or two later, she calls us back. And says that this possibility that it might not be tumor, but it might be what they call necrosis, mm. which is dead scar tissue um, that can look like tumor, but it's not. Okay. Weird. I don't know. Don't understand. Yeah. So the, the only way that they could tell the difference if it was tumor or the scar tissue was that they would have to do surgery again. And I'm like, really? Because the first surgery went so super well. Yeah. Um, you know, Troy, on the other hand, he's like, do it. When can we schedule <laughs> You know, which I get. Um, so they, they do it. Um, and it, you know, thankfully, it's kind of bittersweet. Thankfully, it was scar tissue. It wasn't tumor. But that scar tissue broke more of his skull bone and it actually entered into his brain. So the second surgery, they had to remove a little bit more of his skull bone plus a part of his brain. This, so, you know, he's still under 40 and he's gone through all these treatments. And, you know, then we get to, um, you know, uh, that brings us to March 2020 mm-hmm. uh, when he was actually declared cancer free. 
Hallelujah. Yes. So after all of that, almost, you know, three years to the day that he was diagnosed, he was um, declared cancer free. And man, when I tell you, we were rejoicing, crying. Right. I, I fell off my seat. Like <laughs> it was, it was a great, off yeah, it was a great, great day. Um, and then it seemed like almost like a few days later, COVID, you know, the, the shutdown you. happened. Right. Yeah. It was like, all right, good for you. Now <laughs> everybody stay inside, you know. Stay in the house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but speaking with other caregivers and and um some of my friends that um their family members have been diagnosed with cancer here uh during COVID. Not that I'm thankful he got cancer because I don't wish on anybody, but I'm so thankful that it wasn't during COVID because I would not have been able to sit beside him, you know, make listen to what the doctors are saying, you know, yeah, being that covering covering for him Um, because he, he told me he, he fed a lot. He, he got his energy for me. So he fed off of my moods, my energy, um, which is something else, you know, caretakers struggle with because it is, it's so hard. Yeah. Right. Don't you have to find strength that you didn't know you had and yeah. it, it's hard. You know, that's where a lot of prayer comes in and meditation and, a lot of tears. I mean, I was angry, but I, I would still, you know, pray and just exactly. hope that God gives us that miracle. And he did. Yes, he did. I, wow. Yeah. That's so powerful. Yeah. I'm like, ooh, <laughs> all of that before 40. I'm still like, whoa. I'm just like, that was a true faith walk. I mean, yeah. to walk through that with him. And I mean, at that time, like you said, I mean, you were in fiance stage, but of course you're going to be his wife. But that that uncertainty, as you mentioned, of will I will I actually be his wife through this? Yeah. And that's like, wow. It's it's just such a strong foundational. You went into that marriage with a lot of foundation. (laughs) Oh, in sickness and in health. That's concrete. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) And we, uh, we actually kind of chuckled during our, our our vows when our pastor said, you know, in sickness and in health, and we just kind of looked at each other like, oh, we got that pastor, like we're right. Good. <laughs> we, get, we get a gold star for that one. Five gold stars, actually. Wow. So through all of that, like through such a time of challenge and just breaking out, breaking through, like. What was next for you guys? Like, I know hearing that co- cancer free was just the rejoicing, but what sparked timeless? Yes. Yeah, so, you know, when, like I said earlier, you know, I'm running up and down the highway, like an hour and a half one way back and forth. And, uh, you know, I wrapped all of me up into Troy and his treatment. And when he was, declare cancer free and we were going into maintenance, what they call maintenance. Um, I was like, well, if we're not having to go to the doctor, not every day, but maybe every two weeks now, what am I supposed to do with my time? Mm. What does, 
what does Ashley, you know, like literally sometimes I just sat and looked around, like what does Ashley want to do? Yeah. I was getting to a point again where I, the, the job I was doing, thankfully it was remote. Uh, It is remote. And, um, you know, I, I think, I thank God for that. Um, because I don't know what it would look like if I didn't have a remote job during his treatments. Um, but I just needed something more, but I didn't know what that more was. I didn't know what my purpose was. Mm. And so I invested in myself because I was getting tired of trying to do the same thing, expecting different results, mm-hmm. which is insanity. <laughs> and I I got a business coach. Mm-hmm. And I just said, listen, I don't know what Ashley wants. And she asked me certain questions and I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is too this is too personal. This is too vulnerable for me. You know, she wanted me to tell my my story. And I'm like, no. (laughs) Um, But and what I'm finding out a lot of is your your purpose in in what you're supposed to do here on this earth comes from the pain comes from your, your story, you know, and, you know, as I'm sharing what I went through with my dad and then Troy and, um, you know, the care, my caregiving journey. And she was like, well, what do you like to do? I'm like, I like to travel. I like to plan things. I I like to do, you know, read, write, you know, all kinds of things. She was like, okay, you keep saying the same thing over and over again. Let's look at this here. And it was almost like a light bulb moment. It went, Mm -hmm. and why not turn something that I'm passionate about into something that drives me and my purpose is wanting to share my caregiver journey, helping Mm -hmm. caregivers. And that's where Timeless Dream Events was born. So it was born out of my pain Mm -hmm. through my, my, you know, caregiving journey. And I help, you know, terminally and chronically ill and their loved ones celebrate life, love, weddings, showers, whatever, you know, birthdays, whatever it looks like for a particular family. I can plan it in, you know, with certain time constraints whatever's needed i'm available and it's given me so much life back like i feel like i have air beneath my wings like i i called myself the phoenix rising when i launched my business last year and uh i had been planning events i have (laughs) geesh like eight nine years oh and I never once thought to, you know, Look turn it, it to actual, yeah, business. And, mm-hmm. um, but with the twist of my purpose. There you go. I like that. And yeah. that's so, I, I love the fact that you have a business that is specific. Because, yes, we hear about event planning, but your target audience is an audience mm-hmm. that most people do not consider. Mm-hmm. And that's a very good thing. And I, I want to piggyback off of that. And not only that they're not considered, the, the caregivers for those mm-hmm. ill people are rarely thought of. That's true. You know, 
a lot of people, when they reached out to me, it was to ask how Troy was. It was rarely, are you okay? Do you need anything? Mm. And that's what I'm here to, you know, to shout from the mountaintops. Like, caregivers need care too. You know, yeah. you have I to just put care. that quote on Facebook. I was <laughs> like, a counselor needs a counselor, a teacher needs a teacher. And guess what? A caregiver needs care too. Yeah. It's, it's so real. Um, you know, I was just talking to a, a nurse yesterday and um, I can't exactly quote the uh, where the figure came from. Um, I have to look it up. But she did mention that 30 percent of caregivers die before the person they're caring for. Wow. And she gave a real life example of uh, her neighbor. The neighbor's uh, husband had cancer and, um, you know, she put all of her time into caring for her husband and she had a spot that came up. She didn't go get it taken care of because she's too busy caring for her husband Well, her husband passes away. And by the time she's like, okay, I can go take care of my medical needs now. The cancer had metastasized to the point where she passed shortly after her husband did um you know the and the nurse said that happens more often than that 30 percent figure actually Ooh. you know says you yeah. know that's what they can only dictate to us um caregivers deal with so much anxiety stress guilt loneliness Ooh. you know there's no care for the caregiver I'm telling you, and my mom, she does caregiving, and that's why it hit so so home for me. But yeah, and and just the, I never really thought about it until lately. Mm-hmm. That's I I think the pandemic has pushed us in a face where we have no choice to think about, but to think about the caregiver because okay, if something if they don't take care of themselves or if they're not cared for. What's next? Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. And, you know, I've told other caregivers like, okay, I had to think about it like this because, you know, as a caregiver, sometimes you feel guilty. Like, oh, I just, I just need an hour or two to myself. But then you go take it and you're like, oh my God, what is, what, what is Troy doing? Is he missing mm-hmm. me? Look, you have to take care of yourself because you cannot pour from an empty cup. You just can't. And if something were to happen to me, if I ended up in the hospital, who's going to take care of Troy? Now, I had a very good support system, still do. Like my mom would step in if I said, listen, I'm about to burn out. I'm about to have a nervous breakdown. Can you please take just take him to this one hospital visit? Mm -hmm. She would step in if if I needed her to. but. I realized I had to take care of myself because at the end of the day, no one is going to take care of Troy like Ashley does. Exactly. Right. Nobody is going to take care of him like me. So I have to take care of myself. Like his Cinderella. Yeah. And, <laughs> and just to, I mean, wow. Um, 
to hear the specifics of the business is like you're so tailored to a network, a community that needs it. And mm-hmm. and this this is one of my favorite questions I'm about to say next is how do you make dreams a reality with your events? Oh, I like that. Um so just listening, um, you know, just just having that listening ear, putting your your people first what what do you want what do you need mm-hmm. you know what and then seeing how i can provide that for them you know especially during i had to do um a really personal celebration of life for my father-in-law so troy actually lost his dad back in november to cancer so his mother my mother-in-law she just looked at me and just said, please, can you, I I can't, I just want to show up. I'm tired. I can't sleep. Can you just, these are the colors. This is what I like. Can you just do it? Right. And And a lot of us being at headspace, like I I can't take it. And for you to have such a business like that, it's, I, I'm just so amazed that I'm sorry. Just go ahead. <laughs> no, no, it's fine because it, it's real, you know. Mm-hmm. And I remember the the time when I sat there and watched my mom when we had to go to the funeral home, you know, with my with my mom, and she, they're just rattling all this stuff off, and she's looking at me. She doesn't even know what's going on because she, all she knows is my dad is gone. So she's like, she's looking at me to do, I did that back then. And I didn't realize I planned a lot of my dad's celebration of life because I had to. Mm -hmm. I I think that's so important because it's a numbing moment and it's, you're just not in the right head space. Right. The full capacity. Right. And that's nothing to be ashamed of at all. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I'm sympathetic and empathetic, you know, because someone asked me before, well, if someone comes to you and, you know, they're crying and need celebration of life, how are you going to react? You know, I'm going to be sympathetic to that. And I have to, you know, put it in a compartment like, okay, I'm here for you. And, you know, not not be blubbering along with them, but be sympathetic to their needs at the same time. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not going to walk up in the room. Hey, we're the party that people. You know, you, you have to read the room. Right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you know, if they're if they're like, hey, you know, I'm going to be like, hey, back. But, you know, you oh, can- Ashley, you get down. I, I, <laughs> yeah. I, I know. And it's like they I'm hear you. Sure. To hear you with those specifics, it's like you have been called and appointed for such a time as this. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I'll I'll receive that. Yeah, I will receive that. <laughs> That's the prophet. <laughs> I mean, hey, I will receive every kind of blessing. <laughs> I no, I uh, appreciate that. You know, um, someone once asked me. Well, isn't that kind of morbid? 
you know, it's a part of life. It sucks. Right. And I get it. It sucks. Trust me. I've been, I've had two different types of grieving and loss. I've actually lost my father, but I also lost a part of what could have been. So Ooh. the idea of what Tronai's marriage looked like before his cancer diagnosis is vastly different than what it actually is, right? Mm-hmm. So I had to grieve a, a relationship, a marriage that I never knew what it was going to look like because wow. it got ripped away from me. So it it's a part of life, you know, and how I try to live my life is intentionally like you let's enjoy it i mean we're going to have our days we're going to have our moments but let's try to enjoy it because you only get one i want to be remembered for you know helping people and walking out my purpose and it changed lives and i have a loud laugh you know i want (laughs) to be remembered for those type of things right um, well, we definitely remember you here on Resilient Love. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And, and it brings us to our next question. In a time like this, what areas have you grown through the pandemic? Definitely um, learning better self-care tools and tips uh, for me. It's not cookie cutter. Self-care looks different for everybody. My self-care is going to be different than your self-care. Also, just becoming more bold with my story and being unapologetic about it. Okay. I follow (laughs) Nick. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's, that's who it's who I am. I can't change it. So... I, I can't apologize for it. It it happened. I'm gonna learn from it. So gotcha. Yeah, that's good. Being unapologetic in your truth, living out your truth, and the truth will truly set you free. Yeah, yes. it really will. Absolutely. And uh so our next question is how has operating this business and becoming a caregiver made you more resilient? Ooh, yeah, you know, it's a load. I think I found, a, I, I think I found even more strength that I didn't know I had. Right. Like I, I was like, geez, I didn't know I had any more to dig up. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, but also learning. But at the same time, it's kind of contradict, you know, contradicting. But at the same time, learning to put the the cape up. Mm. Like I need to be strong for whatever may happen in the future. I need to be strong for myself, for for Troy, for my family. But at the same time, I'm done being Wonder Woman. I'm done being Superwoman. You know, I I need to fold the cape up so I can take care of myself Mm. at times. You know, if I need to bring out that cape, it's there. (laughs) But it's hanging up. It's been press clean. It pressed. Yes. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I never. You really gave me something different to think about. You know, being being strong, but being vulnerable in the same breath, almost. Yes. To, to survive 
but also I, 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 Brianna, I say this all the time. I don't like to say survive because it just makes you feel like you're in one level, but survive and thrive. Mm -hmm. I love that. And that's what we can tell through your relationship and through your business. Like even through the pandemic, you not only survive, but you thrive. You still had clientele. You still were able to share your story and still sharing your story. And it's just like a powerful testament that your business is truly timeless. Time is not going to block out what it's going to do. I will receive that too. Y'all just bless me tonight. I will take all the blessings. Thank you. Uh, so, preachers on the side? No. <laughs> Y'all need to think about it. Hallelujah. I'll take it. Oh, Lord. That's funny. <laughs> um, so, this story, this, this conversation, this time together has truly been timeless. But we want you to also share with our listeners where they can follow you and other things that's happening. Yes, absolutely. So you can find me at www.timelessdreamevents.com. And there's actually a freebie, a self-care tip freebie on there that you can download. And I have curated uh, self-care boxes that I have uh, done for kind of holiday themed. I did a Christmas one and I'm currently um, pre-ordering a Valentine's box. Um, So it's good for singles and couples. Um, I'm in the midst of writing my love story slash caregiving journey. Um, It's going to be even more vulnerable because I'm going to open up about, you know, the love for my father that carried me through my travels and then to coming home and dealing with the cancer diagnosis with Troy into my Phoenix rising. So I'm really excited about what I'm working on currently. And, you know, people can reach out to me on Facebook at timeless dream events, also on Instagram at timeless dream events. I do have caregiver support group on uh, Facebook it's called caring for the caregiver treat yourself okay (laughs) (laughs) yes we give tips on how you can treat yourself even if it's five minutes a day like you just gotta you just gotta make the intentional time to for Mm self-care and um the the community's growing and you know just i'm really excited about where it's going to go from here. I just, I just love meeting new people. You know, thank you for having me on your podcast. Like I'm seriously going to look you guys up when I get to North Carolina. Yeah. Thank you for grace, you know, blessing us. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) this has been a timeless conversation. Like I just, we got to use that in everything. (laughs) (laughs) We got to begin to speak it, speak it more. (laughs) But guys, this has been truly a fun and enjoyable episode. Also a transparent episode that faith truly will carry you through. Mm -hmm. And so guys, I hope that you enjoyed this. We did. And catch us on the next one. See See y'all. Bye.
Thank you to all listeners and subscribers. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Leave us a five-star review on Apple so that we can continue sharing resilient love. Thanks for listening.